So please join with Joe and I, if you know this song, we are singing. It's a very easy tune, and hopefully, if you don't know it, you will pick it up quickly. The verses speaks of our identity in Christ, and I will speak, be speaking on these verses this morning. They are relevant to all of us. Romans 8 verse 17 says, Now if we are God's children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. You can understand or sit, whatever you feel. Um, so if you know it, please join with us. It's not just you and I singing today, it's for the congregation too, because the song is relevant to us all. We are heirs of the Father, we are joined heirs with the Son, we are people of his kingdom, we are family, we are one, we are washed, we are sanctified, we are cleansed by his blood, we are born of his spirit, we are children of the Lord, we are members of his body, we are objects of his love, we're partakers of his holiness, we are citizens of heaven above, we are partakers of his suffering, we're partakers of his grace, we shall meet him to be like him, we shall see him face to face. We are longing for his coming. We are looking to the skies. We are watching. We are waiting. We shall dwell with him. We shall rise. We shall reign with him forever. Men and angels shout and sing For dominion has been given To the family of the King We are heirs of the Father We are joint heirs with the Son we are people of his kingdom, we are family, we are one. We are people of his kingdom, we are family, we are one. Hallelujah. Thank you, John.
Okay, thanks, Deborah. Thank you. Right, well, good morning. Um, so, may I begin this morning by saying we are the redeemed of the Lord. We are privileged, chosen children of the living God and very precious to him. We are called to follow him and as followers of Jesus, we have been adopted in his family as his children. This morning, we continue with the theme, our identity in Christ. This morning, I would like to go through these verses that we have now been singing. And there are six points. Don't worry, I will not be too long. We have just sung, oh, I'm overhead, that we are adopted in his family and we can never be alone because, Father God, you're there beside me. Isn't it comforting that our Father in heaven has adopted us as his children and his family? That he's always beside us, never to leave or forsake us. We are brothers and sisters in Jesus our Lord and are loved by him. We've spoken a lot on love this morning, Father God, the goodness of God. God decided in advance to adopt us into his family by bringing us to himself through his son Jesus. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure and delight. The story of the Bible is the story of adoption. We are all adopted into God's spiritual family as chosen of him. He watched each of us knit together together in our mother's womb, and watched through our natural birth, our natural birth with our mothers. He was watching us then. Today he has brought us together for a time such as this. Children of his kingdom, we are family, we are one. Now, if then we are his children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. By grace, God allows you and me to be joint heirs with Jesus, his son. Isn't that encouraging? And as Jesus said, we will inherit the kingdom prepared for us from the foundation of the world. As joint heirs, we have access to the resources of God himself, the assurance of eternal life, and a relationship with God himself. We also have the opportunity to make a difference in the world by sharing the love and truth of Jesus with others. We have an inheritance that cannot spoil, perish, or fade. Our destiny is eternal and to be forever with our Lord. We are heirs of salvation. An heir is one chosen to receive an inheritance, which usually occurs upon the death of the individual who bequeathed it. Typically, the testator is a blood relation, so a legal heir is usually part of the family line. The good news today is we, the redeemed of the Lord, those who have given their hearts and life to Jesus, those who have repented of sin 
and come to the cross, recognizing that Jesus is there, our Lord and Savior, who shed his lifeblood for our sin and come into the family of God, placed under his wing and protection, are covered with his precious blood. The Holy Spirit comes to live within us and we share in the bloodline of Jesus. We sing this song many times. His blood flows through our veins. His blood flows through our veins. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We are joint heirs with Jesus. Heirs together in the family. We are one. I may repeat myself quite a few times here as I continue, as led by the Spirit. Sometimes when a speaker repeats, it's to get the message through. And I'm sure most of you know the message here, but I will just say at this point, many um, years ago in here, there, um, this church um, where I was a member many years ago, we had a visiting speaker and he spoke about being at here as of Christ and adopted in the family and I didn't get it. I did not get it. Now, as I've become together, I've got it. And I pray this morning that you will also. <laughs> so point two, sanctification. What is the meaning of sanctification? To sanctify means to wash, cleanse, consecrate, set aside for a special purpose. Sanctification is about how God transforms a person, making them fit for a holy purpose. Sanctification includes a change of heart, a desire to love God and other people, his people and other people, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives daily. Jesus prays for his disciples, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. The truth of God's word sanctifies us and cleanses us. So to read God's word, it sanctifies and cleanses us every time we read his word because it's truth. It's truth. From the moment we receive the gift of salvation, he begins to work in our lives through the Holy Spirit to make us more like his son Jesus. Every day we are being changed to become more like him. Um, I don't know about you, but we used to sing this song uh, quite a lot, and there's a lot of song, songs coming into this word today. To be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, all I ask is to be like him. All through life's journey, from earth to glory, all I ask is to be like him. Is this your desire today, to be more like Jesus? We are washed, we are sanctified. We are cleansed by his blood. We are born of his spirit. We are children of the king. We've just been singing this. We are children of the king. We are sanctified by the redeeming blood of Christ, set free from all sin and unrighteousness, purified and washed as white as snow. And we now wear a robe of righteousness, stained free, no sin held against us. We are forgiven, legitimate children of God, Wash free from all guilt and stain. Isn't that amazing? All guilt and all stain. As far as the east is from the west, our sins are forgotten, no longer counted against us. 
because we have come to the cross and repented before him. We recognize that Jesus is our saviour and we surrender our lives completely to him. We are born again children of the living God. Born again children of the living God. Point three, members. We are members of his body. We are objects of his love. The word of God is full of scripture on love. The one that comes to mind is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. We love God because he first loved us. We are called to love others, each other and others. Although at times it can be difficult when there are disagreements, we know that disagreements can come in and we can at times become prickly and get upset about certain things in the family of God. We also have the flesh and that so often gets in the way. Mine does at times. It's okay to disagree, <clears throat> all families disagree at times, but it depends on what you do with any issues you or I might have. Last week, Malcolm mentioned if anyone is not happy about anything, then we can go freely to leadership and speak to them about anything that bothers us. Isn't that, isn't that great? We can go to the leadership about anything and anything that disagree you know, with us or we're not happy about and I'm in total agreement with that. If we gossip or go behind our own backs, we break the unity and also the blessing. As brothers and sisters in the Lord, we need to speak truthfully to each other. So just an example. Um, last week, um, I was with Linda and Margaret. And Margaret, my mum, she said, how are you? And I want to say just fine. Because there's been many things wrong with my body just lately. And I just, just want to be fine. <laughs> And I realise, you know, the Lord has told me many times, if you're not fine, if someone's asked you, especially with the members of the body, you don't say fine. You don't say fine. And um, so I said, well, no, just one or two things. And then um, she said to me, actually, she said, somebody told her not recently that, um, you know, if, you, if you're saying you're fine and you're not, you're not speaking truthfully. And who knows, this is me saying now, who knows? When someone's asking if you're fine, could be the Holy Spirit actually come and say, hey, I want to know if I can pray for this person. So we need to be truthful with one another. So can I put up Ephesians 4, please now, um, Ed, up on the wall, the scriptures. If you can't get them, don't worry. There, Bob. Okay. So therefore, this is in the come under living as children of light, but um, this, I was brought to the scriptures. Therefore, each of you must put on falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. So that is, do not let the sun go down. So don't let any sin or anything get in your way if you become angry. You know, within 24 hours, you need to sort it out. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. That's not just not members of the family of God. That can be with anyone. Don't stay angry. And do not grieve the de give the devil a foothold. Because when we get angry, and if we become prickly about anything, especially within the members of God, you know, we can give the devil a foothold and other things come in. 
and uh, that's not good. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer. Well, I know none of us do that, but don't take this out of context, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. And that's a point that I'm coming to now. Isn't it great that as a poor family of God here and now, we do share with those in need? And I thought, well, that's wonderful. We know this um, Church of Ephesians that I've been speaking to, but, you know, it applies to us as too. And I, I, just, I just love the church here that we're sharing need, you know. If anyone's got a need, we help them. The church helps them, an individual as well, and I think that's great. Um, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So it's great when we can build each other up as we speak to each other, you know, and, um, yeah, just being loving and kind to one another. Get rid of that. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom we were sealed for the day of redemption. We've been talking about the redeemed, being redeemed by Cecile, and... You know, it, it's, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. We're sealed with him. And, I, you know, if we do anything like going against each other or being prickly and getting angry and, you know, carrying it on to other people, you know, and we grieve the Holy Spirit, we grieve him as well as each other. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, as daily loved children and walk in the way of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So Christ gave his life for us. And we love God our Father because he first loved us. So as members of his body, we are called and chosen to love one another as he loves us and gave his son for us. We are called to unity with each other. Psalm 133 says how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. It is like precious oil run down on the bed of Aaron, down upon the collar of his robes. When brothers and sisters dwell together in unity, there I am in the midst of them. Where there is unity, there dwells the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There you have it. The blessing comes with unity. There God blesses us. Brotherly harmony sanctifies God's people. Let's not get easily provoked in spirit and keep the bond of love flowing, covering each other in prayer and in unity with each other. Therefore, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with each other, one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And remember, one day, we will be living together in perfect harmony in heaven, where Jesus has gone before us to prepare a place for us. So one day, we'll all be living <coughs> together. Point four, holiness. I remember Janet. I'm pleased you're here this morning, Janet and David. I remember Janet sang this song many years ago. She was up the front here. She sang solo. And it blessed me then and blesses me today. I hadn't heard the hymn before. It's take time to be holy, speak oft with the Lord, find rest in him always, 
and feed on his word. Make friends of God's children. Help those who are weak. Forgetting in nothing his blessings to seek. Take time to be holy. The world rushes on. Much time spend in secret with Jesus alone. By looking to Jesus like him thou shalt be, thy friends in thy conduct his likeness shall see. Take time to be holy, let him be thy guide, and run up before him whatever betide. In joy or in sorrow, still follow the Lord, and looking to Jesus, trust in his word. Spending time with Jesus together and separately brings us closer to him. God chose us in Christ to be holy. God says for us to be holy as I am holy. This is a command from God and is no small thing. We need to encourage each other to walk in holiness. We stay holy as we stay close to God and as members of his body come together in worship on the Sabbath, on the Lord's Day, devoting time to worshipping him and setting that day apart and keeping the Sabbath holy and special, keep it holy unto the Lord. Neighbours, family, friends, workmates and anyone you know may at some point ask why you go to church on Sundays, why you meet together. If they don't, then that's okay, they may watch your lives, and that's a witness. So years back here, we used to have a morning and an evening meeting. And in the evening, I would come to worship, enjoy our time with the Lord, have great times, praising and worshiping him. And then after, I would leave, and Robin, my husband, used to um, play bowls down at the Sala House pub. There was a, a bowling green there, and they were playing bowls. So I would drop them on the way to church and then pick them up afterwards. So I would then always be among the members of the bowling group. And inevitably, the time I got there, they would be in the pub, and I would join them in the pub. A, because I was um, picking Robin up, and that there was one car, and also because I enjoyed being a witness. Now, I didn't start going around preaching to them, but they used to come and say, oh, here's Matt, been to church today. What hymn have you sung? What have you done today? And that wasn't just one person. That would be quite a few of them. You know, the men would ask. And, um, and then I'd perhaps have a little drink because I just felt I needed to be part of them while I was witnessing at that time. And um, then... Rob and I would go home. But you see, it was a witness just that I was dressed, ready for church, that I walked in, they knew I'd been to church, they knew I'd been in a place worshipping the Lord, and they would ask questions. So, you know, it's okay if people don't ask where you've been on a Sunday, but, you know, they'll watch your lives, and that's a witness in itself. That's a witness in itself. So, we are called to be holy, to be holy in all our conduct. It is written to be holy, for I am holy. You shall be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and have separated you from people that you should be mine. We are set apart 
wholly for the Lord. To be compassionate towards others, to love, forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. We are people set apart, holy for him. The Holy Spirit within us guides us into holiness every day. Every day. Point five. We are partakers of his suffering. What does this mean for us? Christ died for us on the cross. He suffered in a way we know we never will. He was spat upon, flogged, humiliated, crown of thorns placed on his head. His hands and feet were pierced, his side was pierced as he was hung on the cross for us in our place. It was cruelty, horrendous brutality. It was horrendous brutality. Yet he suffered and hung there for us all. He did it for us, shed his lifeblood, so that today we are set apart, free from sin. Set free to know him. And he has enabled us to be his children. Such love, pure as the white as snow, such love, paying the debt we owe. Oh, Jesus, such love. There's no other love but the love of Jesus. No other love, no greater love than the love of Jesus. As his children, we also partake in his sufferings. Yes, we do. 1 Peter says, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering as though something strange were happening to you. You and I will go through trials and tribulations. Jesus did. I'm not going to be speaking about Jesus' tri tribulations. Job went through a tough time, his children's death. He lost everything he possessed, yet he did come through and was blessed. We should rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Whatever is happening in our lives at this time, God our Father knows about it. Yes, he does, and he will bring us through. He never leaves us in the middle of anything, but brings us through to the end. He is the God of all comfort. So just as the suffering of Christ flows over into our lives, he, God our Father, also comforts us. Isn't that encouraging that we get the comfort from him when we're suffering ourselves in different ways, you know? Suffering brings us closer to God, and we know without any doubt, as I've said, we will never suffer as Jesus did. Don't matter what we go through as we're passing through on our journey to eternity, we will never suffer as Jesus did. Whatever life throws at us, we have our Heavenly Father standing with us at all times. All times. He never sleeps or rests and watches over us day and night. Be assured, whatever situation you find yourself in at this time, you will come through. Some of us here today will at times feel persecuted. If the world or any person in the world hates you, keep in mind it hated Jesus first. He was persecuted and still is. His name is disliked and despised. And if they persecuted him, they will also persecute you me. Corinthians tells us we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but we're not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned. We might feel struck down, but we're not destroyed. We always carry around 
in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets before you, before you, Scripture tells us of many names of many prophets who were persecuted for the sake of the gospel. Many of them. I believe it's in Hebrews. There's a lot if you'd like to read it. I mean, there's so many beheaded on all kinds of things, persecuted. We are blessed. Whatever life throws at us, we have angels watching over us at all times. We are partakers of his grace. God's grace equips us with everything we need, everything we need to preach the gospel and to share our faith in Christ with others. God's grace is sufficient for us. His power is made perfect in our weaknesses. So when we feel weak sometimes or feel, you know, sometimes to share the gospel or should I be doing that way, God's grace is with us and he equips us to preach and to talk about the gospel, talk about him, to share about Jesus. And um, I think it's so great that we have the Holy Spirit within us helping us. Point six, benefits. And here is a partaker of the benefits that accompany salvation. Jesus did not die for himself, but died for our benefits. Believers in Christ are joint heirs with Christ and the partakers of the inheritance in Christ. In other words, born-again children of God are fellow inheritors of the inheritance God has given to his son. What are the benefits? I will name a few. I am sure you can add many more. Salvation. Blessings beyond measure. Healing from sickness. And he does heal us. And watch over us. Protection. Forgiveness. Knowing we are forgiven. Treasures in heaven. We have we're heirs of the Father. Treasures in heaven. And he gives us treasures on here on earth. Communion with God the Father. We have communion with God the Father. Personal relationship with him. Never alone. We may feel alone at times. Never alone. We're never, ever alone. Never. Peace. When we come into the presence of the Lord, his peace. Peace that the world can't give. That's an, a, a lovely benefit to have, that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Joy without measure. You can be feeling really down, can't you? And suddenly, you're aware someone's been praying because suddenly you get this measure of joy. You know, has anyone ever been down and suddenly you can be at home? I've, I've had it happen to me where suddenly I get, suddenly get this real sense of joy welling up inside of me. And I think, yes, Lord, that's one of your benefits. We get the joy of the Lord, who is our strength. Joy, joy without measure. 
eternal life. Deliverance. He delivers us and sets us free. We have hope. Hope. But you know, the hope is of eternal life. We have an assurance of heaven. An assurance of heaven. Now, as a child of God, I was um, at Susan Fiddy's house one day, um, one of our many days, and on the wall, her, her mum used to paint these um, flowers, pastels, beautiful pastels. And one day there was a, a notes more than any, any other time I'd been there, this um, painting of a field, just a ploughed field, and it slooped. And I can't remember where Susan said it was now, but I went through Shottersham, round the area, and Caister, St Edmunds and that. And I came across the field that I believe was that your mum had painted. And I sat there and I said, Lord, I know I'm going to heaven because your word says so. But I'd really like an assurance of that for myself. I know your word says so. And I have faith to believe that and know that. And do you know, suddenly something seemed to come whoosh right round me and there's a massive, massive embrace and the assurance. Wow, that was powerful. And this morning, do anyone here need the assurance of heaven? An absolute assurance and a feel that yes that assurance that's where I am going yes we have faith to believe in the word of God says we are going and I knew that at the time but I wanted a personal assurance and I got it that day and you know I believe I don't know why I put this in because I believe there's people here who need assurance not necessarily much of heaven assurance of many things from the Lord. It could be for believing husband, believing wife, it could be because of sickness, it could be for a child, it could be over marriage difficulties, it could be I don't know. But if anyone feel after the service that they'd like an assurance from the Lord you can do it where you're sitting but you know come forward. Come forward for prayer. Come forward just to just come before the Lord. This is the altar, you know, come forward. Anything you may want an assurance of today, come forward. Or we pray that the Lord will give it to you where you're sitting right now. I don't know about you, but I'm longing for his coming. I am. I'm really longing for the Lord's coming. And I've heard several Christians have been telling me that recent days. Longing. The world is in a very bad place, isn't it? It's all gone odd and weird. It's, it's these floods and the earthquakes and people dying and what we just had. Do you know, honestly, it really, it, as Christians, it breaks our hearts, doesn't it? And it saddens me. And you think, of all those people have been drowned recently and, and, and the dam um, bursting, what have you. And all those people dying, did they know Did they know Christ? Did they, were they ever spoken to? Did, you know, it's really sad, isn't it? I long for the day when Jesus returns and takes his people home, where we will all reign with him forever. Men and angels can shout and sing.
for dominion has been given to the family of the king. We're going to reign with him forever. We certainly have something to show about. And we, the redeemed, the chosen, we can rejoice in the goodness of God, which we've been singing about as well. The goodness of God. If we are family, we are one. We have all been adopted into his family, where we dwell together in unity as brothers and sisters. We are one in the bond of love. We have joined our spirit with the spirit of God. We are one in the bond of love. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord and would like to be adopted into the family of God, please, please don't leave here without speaking to one of the pastoral team who would love to help and pray with you. Knowing Jesus is the best thing that could happen to you. And all his children say, Amen. Amen.